Hello, friends, and welcome to an all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I am your guide, Laura Bender, um, and today's guest is Denise Perry. Um, she's a former student of MVP. Um, she's also the owner of Yoga Nook, which is a nurturing yoga studio um, close to Norfolk and Virginia Beach that brings the community together through mindful practice of yoga, through the studio, through virtual classes, different workshops, um, and teacher trainings and even private sessions. Um, so we kind of have a little bit of talk about that, how that came to be, um, and what her journey has been like. So otherwise, thank you again for listening to this episode, and I'll check in with you on the other side. Hello, friends. Welcome to Heartfelt Consciousness. Today, I have a guest, uh, Denise Perry. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so I actually love to hear a little bit about yourself and then how your journey started with uh, yoga. Oh, well, hello, Laura. Thank you for having me today. Um, my journey with yoga is like, in, it's interesting when I look at my journey, because I think about it as like, I feel like I'm going into my fourth phase of my journey. As like, that's kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it in high school without even realizing I was doing yoga. Um, I was going through a lot of anxiety, um, not wanting to go to school, things of that nature. And I remember reading something about doing breath work, that if you were to have a breathing practice in the morning, it could help be able to center and ground you to be able to prepare you for your day. So I started a breathing practice sitting in front of my vanity, looking out the window, watching the trees. And lo and behold, I felt better about my day. And it's something that I've always carried with me. (laughs) So. And then I found the physical practice of yoga when I was in college, um, trying to be able to be, keep fit. I was doing step aerobics, kickboxing, things of that nature. I was like, oh, a yoga class. Well, let me see what this is. And this was um, a power yoga class when that mm. really started coming in. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the way it helped my body feel. I felt like I was really connected. But those two practices didn't mesh for me. I can still consider them two separate things. Mm. It wasn't until probably about eight to 10 years ago when I came back to the mat that everything started coming together for me. Um, Working 50, 60 hours a week, Mm. ending a relationship. I was like, I was asked by one of my leaders was like, what do you do for yourself? And at that time, I wasn't doing anything. And so, you know what? Let me go back to yoga. I really enjoyed what it did. And it started showing up in other areas of my life. It started showing up at work, in my relationships. And I was like, I've got to learn more about what is happening to myself. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a, that's a, well, I mean, that's a, that's a really important step in your journey too. Um, I kind of started out the same way where I, I would go to these power classes and I felt great afterwards because I felt like I was detoxing a lot of things, but, um, and, and after, you know, several months of practicing that, that kind of yoga you do, you begin to notice some different effects in your mind. Maybe you're not quite as, um, maybe there's not quite as a bite to like your, your attitude. Like I had, I had like major like attitude issues and sometimes a lot of anger built up. 
And, um, yeah, after several months of practice, you definitely notice things change around you and you might not get to be that you don't quite get to that level of intensity that you did once before, you know, where you kind of set you off. Um, so yeah, I can relate to that as well. Um, so we, you and I actually have, and that, this was one thing that kind of, um, why I wanted to have you on here when we could talk about this as well. Um, because you and I have a lot of different, uh, very similar common, um, modalities, um, like yoga, obviously Reiki is another one as well. Um, so what was your inspiration, um, be- behind creating the yoga nook, um, and having those available to people? Well, the yoga nook, it is, um, when I first came to the yoga nook, cause it actually, one of my teachers started the studio. Mm. And when I came to the studio, I felt like I was coming home. This was after I'd started my practice again. And then I moved back to Virginia and I found my teacher and she was just so warm, so welcoming. And the students really felt like a family. And so that's where I got my initial teacher training from my teacher. And when she was ready to step back as an owner, she knew eventually I wanted to have my own place. Mm. So she reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to take over the community or take over. Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I wasn't quite ready for that yet, Mm -hmm. or at least I didn't think I was. So it's been a learning experience. Oh my. Um, But when I look at it, To me, it's about the students and it's about the community. It's like helping them find that connection because each of us approach our practice in in different ways. And I want to make sure that my students can be able to find that connection with themselves because that's the most important part. Yeah, that's wonderful. And yeah, I can, I can see that as well. I, that's always kind of been a, a dream of mine at one point, maybe like opening a studio space and and having that and, but you know, you never feel like you're hundred percent prepared either. Like you're like, Oh my God. And that sounds like you were like, well, I'm not sure, but this is my chance. This is what, this was brought to you for a reason. So when did you, um, so I know you did, did you also do some training with my vinyasa practice as well? Kind of in there? Um, like, was that before or after what, like, what, what did you work on there? That was right around the same time. So, um, wow. Alex reached out to me back in 2019 um, Mm -hmm. about taking it over. So we did a long transition. So that way I could feel comfortable. And then she Mm -hmm. was comfortable stepping away. Mm -hmm. And then we were in the process of finalizing everything when the shutdown happened. So it was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was perfect. Probably again, divine timing, divine timing. So I was like, you know what I need to be able to, I wanted to be able to start learning for myself to be able to help give to my students. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I started searching different programs and I found my vinyasa practice and I was extremely grateful. So I did the virtual program Mm -hmm. during 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. You started before I did actually, I didn't get into it literally until the pandemic hit. Um, in the middle, like the early part of 2020. So, um, so you're like a true, um, a true, uh, what was that word I'm looking for? Um, alumni at that as well. So what's well, awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you're part of the community as well. So we need more yeah. people. Yeah. So you mentioned in another podcast, I was listening to the couple episodes that you had sent over and you, um, and you had used these tools to connect with, so you had these tools that you were kind of uh, using to connect with source to bring yourself more present. 
So how do you take that? Now you kind of dabbled, talked about a little bit beforehand uh, too, but how do you practice this off the mat? Well, for me, um, some the two things I really come back to is my breath work and my meditation. And actually, right before we got on, I just finished an IGTV live talking about breath work. Um, that breath work is one way for me to be able to visualize what's going on in my emotions and my energy. Mm-hmm. And meditation, I look at that as a chance to be able to have a conversation with yourself to be able to check in to see where you are in that particular moment. So it kind um, the way they go together is like, I've always been um, fascinated about what is God? What is the universe? What is consciousness ever since again, from high school, um, I've studied Buddhism, Hinduism, paganism. I'm was brought up Southern Baptist. And so (laughs) so it was like, big big change there. Yeah, I was a little bit of the black sheep of the family that I was the curious one, always asking questions. I was like, why this? Why that? And when I came back to um, come to my meditation practice, I can be able to ask myself these questions. And what came to me um, in the last couple of years, there's this phrase that I go back to. I was like, our words and our actions are reflections of our thoughts which are reflections of our emotions, which is a reflection of our inner self, a reflection of source. So Mm -hmm. when I think about what am I doing on a day-to-day basis, how am I staying true to myself, knowing that I'm a reflection of what source is. I was put here for a purpose. I was put here to do certain things. And I can only do that when I'm true to who I am. So that's how I look at the day to day is being true to myself so I can be true to everything that's around me. That's beautiful. And I do also love that you, you just mentioned that you were on IG a moment ago. I was actually just teaching a class through my vinyasa practice. Um, actually a Pranayama uh, class and um, we, we close with meditation for a few minutes as well afterwards. But yeah, that I feel like I kind of went on that same path. I just, when I discovered breath work, you know, and you do learn some key, you know, key elements of it within your teacher trainings, but I don't feel that there's enough of an emphasis on it. So you have to go and seek other things to kind of really get into that practice. I think sometimes to educate yourself and um, that I feel like that's been probably my most valuable tool that I've, that I've, that I've learned so far um, just in overall uh, the last like almost five years. So um, speaking of valuable tools, valuable lessons, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So what do you feel um, was your most valuable lesson over the last two years, like over this continuing pandemic, I guess would be the the way to put it. I love this question. Um, December is um, a month that I take for reflection and semi-hibernation. So I look at what's going on and, and be able to help prepare for the next year. And there's three things that kind of really stick out to me. Um, first is discipline, because with everything that's happened in the last year, we're, our schedules have all been crazy. You know, mine has been um, trying to be able to find the balance between family, friends, what's going on at the studio, travel, 
Um, and then of course, now being now having a studio, trying to be able to create a routine for myself, because it's different than when you're going to work for someone else. So it's like you're given mm -hmm. those guidelines. Now I've got to create them for myself. So that's been one that I'm continuously working on. Um, the second two, they kind of go hand in hand for me. So the first one is um, to be able to surrender. To be able to surrender to what's happening, that not everything can be in your control. Um, and if you try to force something to happen, um, it's you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get the experience that you're hoping for. So honoring what's going on at the moment and saying, you know what, this an action or a step may need to be taken, but maybe now it's not the right time. Let me step back just for a second. And then with the third one is being able to ask. I was like, like I said, being true to myself, to be true to my reflection of source. Source is here to be able to support us. They're not here to stop us or to put obstacles in place. So if you go and ask the question, I was like, what do I need? An answer can arise. I've been working a lot on different rituals the last couple of months around manifestation and just being able to ask the question. I was like, if you throw it out there, it could the answer will come. Yeah. That's the truth of it. And I, I really... I resonate with all that you just said, because I feel like surrender is, is important to me as well. And I've been discovering a lot of it in the last several weeks, but, um, and just kind of trying to turn over that control of things, because of course, you know, you want things to happen. You do want the outcomes to always be positive and you want the things to happen how you think they should happen, but that doesn't, that's not, that's not the free will of, that's not the way things work. <laughs> we always love to hear that things work out, work itself out in some way, which happens. So, but when that happens, it's because we kind of relinquish that control. We, we, we finally learn to surrender into that space. And I'm finally beginning to uh, really embrace that. And offer myself some grace as well, you know, and trying to, and compassion, trying to work through that. Uh, it's always it's one of those, I think it's always a work in progress that we're that trying to, because we've got those little questions, those little doubts that bubble up. And it's like, okay, let's, let's take a step back. Let's understand where this is coming from. So, yeah. yeah. And that's actually one of my, my mantra is I, I'm always a work in progress. So I'm always working on, on myself and always working and we'll continue to work until who knows when. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Well, anyway, thank you so much, Denise, again, for your time today and your energy. I really appreciate you being here and spending um, this time with us and our listeners. Awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So have a great rest of your day and then we'll talk soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Denise. So as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.